Hello and welcome to DC Legends podcast number 11. And today with me we have Sean, Sophia, Josh. And we have a special guest. He's on podcast right now or on Skype right now, I should say. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey everybody, this is Hate Mail. You all know me from We Are Legends, or at least a good chunk of you do anyway. Sweet. Well, it's great to have you on today, and you know, this is kind of our first go at a, at a Skype podcast, so you know, this is fun. This is fun for all of us. Yeah, really excited. Thank you guys for inviting me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for being here, yeah. Uh, so in Podcast 11, you know, we're in the double digits. We're going to be talking about, you know, some of the new characters, the reworks, and uh, we're going to be introducing the new PvP Arena events, and we wanted to make a special podcast to talk about that and, you know, uh, have you on as well so you can talk about some of the cool stuff going on in the community, some of your questions, and, you know, maybe you could uh, add some color commentary to the new characters and reworks that we've done. In, in this podcast, we have Batman Beyond and Killer Croc that we're going to talk about, right? Yeah, these are a couple of the new characters that we have in April. Awesome. So, Batman Beyond, like... What's the kind of backstory about Batman Beyond? What makes him so cool? I know I've seen him on TV, on, on the cartoons, but, you know, what what is it about Batman Beyond that's, like, so cool about him? Go for it, Josh. I mean, it's Terry McGinnis. He's basically the protege of Bruce Wayne in the future after, like, Bruce has kind of, you know, given up being Batman. It's a little bit Broken down. Him. He's kind of retired, right? Kind of, I mean, he's... As retired as he's going to be, yeah. right? Bruce has kind of taken on the mentor. Like, he's mostly staying in the Batcave, like, feeding Terry information um, and mentoring him as he goes. Um, Terry's been in a lot of different iterations. Like, if you just know him from the the show, he's also been in a lot of the comic books. Like, he's had his own comic series. Um, there's some rumors that he may start to show up in other places in DC. Um, but... There's some cool things going on with Terry. So with him, we wanted to kind of like take a slightly different approach to the whole way that the Batman characters generally perform in our game. Okay. Uh, a lot of people on Reddit have kind of noticed that he's a little bit like Cape Crusader Batman, mm-hmm. um, but he's also got that angle that's going to feed into the evasion team. So he's throwing on a lot of evasion down. That's A cool. character he's kind of like is Scarecrow to some degree. Okay. Um, so he's kind of focusing on just making sure that his enemies can't hit. He's going to like drop into the shadows very, fairly often. Okay. Um, using invisibility. That's something also yeah. very prominent in the Bat family. Um, yeah, you kids. notice it like with, you know, Catwoman, she drops into that kind of hidden state. Um, you know, Robin. So this is definitely in line with what we've seen with the other Bat family characters. Yep. And then he's going to leap out of the shadows and do a big kick. Like kind of reminiscent of Batman Cape Crusader's grapnel kick. So oh, wow. he's kind of a marriage of a lot of the different aspects of the Bat Family kits. And he's got the energy uh, affinity that the only other Bat Family member is currently our Dark Knight Batman. Oh, wow. Yeah. It that... kind of reminds me of um, a blend between Scarecrow, Aquamoa, and Batman Cape Crusader. Yep. I mean, the Aquamoa aspect is he definitely likes to get his, kit, his crits in there. Um, so he's getting all those crit ups, um, but so, so he can hit really hard. Yeah, he can hit real hard. He can kind of keep himself safe by like preventing his enemies from being able to hit him. 
he can drop into the shadows, and then when he comes out of those shadows, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. I nice. think one of the things that we're sort of interested in is to see how people use him, because he's interesting, you know, because he can synergize with, like, an evasion-heavy team, or he could synergize with an invisibility-heavy team. Mm-hmm. You know, he can mm-hmm. kind of fill a role on either one of those, so we're sort of curious to see what people will do with him. You know, who do they pair him with? Is it, you know, Mirror Master? Or is it, you know, mm. Nightwing? Or, you know, like, who? what kind of characters? I mean, well, what have you seen in the, in the community, uh, Hate Mail? Um, I haven't seen a whole lot of them yet, but right now what it seems to work really well is pairing him with Steppenwolf to get that extra crit up, and then mm. he hits extremely hard. Um, and I've also been playing him with Black Canary. I've only had him Legendary 1 for about two days, so I haven't had a ton of time to play him yet, but so far he's been really interesting. And then I know um, one other person I was play- talking to has started pairing him with uh, Scarecrow, and he's he seems to pair extremely well with him. Yep, that was completely intentional. We wanted to pair well with Scarecrow. He also pairs very nicely with Red Robin, because um, he's dropping in, into invisibility quite frequently, allowing Red Robin to kind of trigger a lot of his passives. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, that, that's a good summary. Very cool. And then, uh, you know, we also have Killer Croc this month. So, you know, he's also another one of the Batfam guys. Like, what makes him so cool, and why should people, you know, play with him? You want to take that one, Sean? Sure. Well, so Killer Croc is interesting because he's designed to be, you know, I mean, Croc is a character that, you know, he lurks in the sewers. He jumps out of nowhere and, like, chomps on people. You know, he's, he's a cannibal. He's, you know, an aggressive yeah. sort of guy. Um, so we designed his character to respond a lot to taunting characters. Uh, he's a character that he can go invisible, but then he can put taunt on other characters or react when they go taunt. Uh, and when there's a taunt in play, he is devastating. He gets, you know, more turn meter. He jumps on people. He can apply uh, buff immunity to them when they're taunting uh, so he's a very strong reaction to a lot of the taunting characters that we have, such as, you know, Harley mm-hmm. Quinn or Power Girl, you know, these characters, Superman even, yep. um, characters that you're seeing a lot right now. Um, he's going to be a very strong reaction to them. Killer Croc is a really nice reaction to Power Girl. Like, if you have trouble dealing with her, like, again, in enemy teams, uh, Croc's going to strip off every single one of her strength ups and get it for himself. Um He's really greedy that way. It's um, cannibal. It, it, it works like that. And the upside to taking her strength ups is you're cut, suddenly shutting down a lot of her utility. Yeah. Like, not only is she not going to, like, pummel you with a lot of damage, but she's relying on those strength ups to really do a lot of her passive stuff, like, to counter you and, um, like, to get overhealed. And so she yeah. needs those strength ups to really sing. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at a character like Power Girl, right? Power Girl is a really powerful character, and deliberately so. You know, she can hit hard, and she can play really defensively. But there's absolutely a strategy to deal with her. And, you know, it is, you know, we we really are trying to make sure that this game has characters and approaches where, you know, if you play a certain way, you can have a very powerful team. But there's always a counter strategy to that. There's always a bunch of characters mm-hmm. that you can assemble that if you then play them correctly, you're going to shut that strategy down. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it takes. And then so like Killer Croc is a great example of like putting a character out there who's going to deal with characters that have lots of strength ups. Power Girl's one example. Arcus. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lots of them. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're seeing as well, hey, Mail? Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen him really in action much except for in the um, PvP that was done, but it's... He's, he's a character that I'm really excited for. I haven't 
finish completely gearing him out. I'm waiting to see how he does against uh, Clayface as well because he's become so prominent in PvP. What about Constantine and, and Clayface? Because those are two other really big prominent I mean, Constantine's going to work very well with Croc too because Constantine can call assists and just let Croc kind of throw out more hits more frequently. Mm. Uh, same way with Batman Beyond. Like, Constantine and him pair up well because it's going to call Batman Beyond's basic, which is going to put hit chance down on his enemies, so Constantine kind of actually benefits by getting the debuffs out there on the enemy team, which means once he goes to use his third ability, he's going to do more damage. So Constantine will synergize well with those guys. And I have been using Constantine with Batman Beyond, and that seems to work really well. I think Constantine plus, like, say, Scarecrow and Batman Beyond, you're going to be putting a ton of debuffs on enemies and doing a lot of damage that way. They're not going to be able to hit you, then Constantine's just going to light everyone on fire. And then, you know, we talked about... <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what Constantine's good for. Um, you know, Killer Croc and Batman Beyond both have invisibility, which, you know, Clayface shines when he's on a team that has mm-hmm. a lot of invisibility allies and everything. So, you know, there's lots of... You know, we're, we're definitely trying every month to make sure that the characters add new layers of complexity and, like, you know, they work with the previous characters as well as looking forward to, like, new gameplay and this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Cool. And, you know, also this month we did a couple of reworks. It was uh, Batgirl and Black Canary. You want to talk a little bit about those two characters and and what our thinking was behind making those changes? Well, yeah, we can talk about Batgirl. I mean, Batgirl is one of my favorite characters. I really have enjoyed playing her previously, but we felt like this is there was a little bit of an opportunity to enhance her, specifically making her a little bit more useful in how she purges buffs uh, on the mm-hmm. enemies. We wanted to make sure that you know she could be effective against characters that evade, for instance. So her now her ability to do target analysis, uh, it will always hit, so it will always remove debuffs, for example. Mm. Uh, and then we wanted to look at her team leader role that you know. Batgirl and Black Canary, both Birds of Prey characters. We wanted to make sure that we could have some good team leaders there. So the approach we took with Batgirl was trying to make her team leader skill protect her team uh, by putting evasion when they start a combat, potentially, um, so that everybody has like a little bit more layered evasions, but then also having a strong reaction. Like anybody on her team who evades, she can not only counterattack from anybody evading, uh, she can start healing her team and putting crit damage immunity or crit immunity on them, mm-hmm. which is going to be pretty useful because you know you can start employing some strategies. There's a couple of well-known uh, characters that can't miss, uh, like Deadshot yeah. and Cheetah, but they tend to do crit damage, so they hit really, really hard. Well, you know, Batgirl's evasion doesn't protect against their can't miss abilities, uh, but by having crit immunity, she's going to moderate the amount of damage that's coming in for them. So, you know, there's like an interesting set of gameplay that you can start constructing then with your evasion team with Batgirl as the leader. Mm-hmm. And, and Black Canary. Yeah, similar to Batgirl, we wanted to kind of take a look at Black Canary. Um, she was actually pretty useful during the very early she um, was really solid. times of the game. Yeah. But a lot of characters have kind of like left her in the yeah. dust. As time has gone on, time. we've kind of evolved. So like strategies way. have kind of come up and she was a little bit too all over the board. So what we try to do is focus Black Canary into uh, both being a strong leader and also kind of focusing more on the aspect of uh, evasions, hit chance down, and actually taking a little bit more thematic 
cues from like Black Canary being like kind of like a judo, jujitsu type master, mm-hmm. um, being able to kind of turn the enemy's strength against themselves. So that's kind of the change that happened with her second ability, um, where now she can kind of um, put some hurt on the people that have a lot of strength ups on themselves. So we have two characters this month who are kind of effective against people with strength ups. Either Croc's going to steal it all and eat it up himself, or Black Canary is going to kind of like make your strength kind of work against you. I mean, he, he seems to shut down um, Power Girl pretty well. Yep, that yeah. was completely intentional because we don't want Power Girl to turn around and punch Black Canary in the face with a like a counterattack because that would melt her. So that's the entire reason for like the stuns and everything on there. For um, wow. I mean, nice. I've I've had personally had a lot of really fun battles where you know Black Canary's in the lead facing like a really strong team that like say has like a Power Girl. And, you know, when you set her up so that all of her team has evasion, she starts getting free haymakers. Mm -hmm. And those haymakers do stuns and extra damage Mm -hmm. on characters that have strength ups. Um, And when she starts getting those free attacks against Power Girl, she can just, like, completely shut her down, even though she doesn't have an affinity advantage against Power Girl. And, you know, for those of you who like exciting gameplay, having a character that, like, one punch is going to take them out because, you know... Power Girl is so powered up, and Black Canary is at a disadvantage being physical, but she keeps getting her awareness, and she keeps, you know, hitting with her Haymaker Punch, which stuns Power Girl. It's like, it makes for some really interesting gameplay, and some some real white knucklers, in my experience. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a question while we're on that topic. Her leader is one that I haven't quite found the ideal setup for. I've been running her without um, evading characters, so that she uses... The, her ability at the end, but what was your idea in mind when you set up that leadership? So that actually, one's a little more complex than others. Yeah, it is. Um, it's kind of taking a bit of a cue from Princess of Themyscira where you want to have your character, your whole team in certain states in order to kind of trigger different things. So, um, and another thing is, interestingly enough, talking about Wonder Woman, um, DOJ is one of the best counters to a lot of evasion teams. All she's got to do is whip her lasso around and all of a sudden all the evasions are gone. But in, if you have Black Canary as your leader, if um, Wonder Woman rips off all those evasions, next time Black Canary gets a turn, boom, everyone's evading again. So that was deliberately kind of put in there as kind of an answer to uh, the DOJ strategy that a lot of people employ when fighting evasion teams, but also kind of make you really think about who you're pairing in there. Um, because Black Canary does give the ability to run an evasive, evasive non-evasion team or like you do want to pair her up with a full team of evaders um, that are going to allow her to trigger that stuff so it, it's a little bit of give and take and I'm hoping we'll see some really interesting team comps uh, kind of revolve around the idea of supporting Black Canary as a leader I mean for me personally um, I find it interesting that like I will tend to run Batgirl on teams that already start with evasion so like harley and livewire because she can put even more evasions at the start of a combat and give them like kind of a first mover advantage right whereas i like to play black canary with characters that um you hang back for a minute you use like huntress and trigger her you know second move that gives her evasions uh as her first move rather than attacking but then that will put awareness on her and then you do that for all the characters and when you get around to Black Canary she's going to start getting free attacks because everybody on her team is evading so there's definitely you know there's interesting strategies and one of the things that we tried to do was create those characters where both Black Canary and Batgirl 
you might build a composition that has both of those characters, but then constantly be swapping them for who's going to be the team leader based on the enemies that you're facing, you know, mm -hmm. depending on, you know, if you're facing like a hard crit hitting team or some, you know, somebody has energy advantage or not, you know, you make some different choices. Yeah. And the awareness definitely helps uh, Black Canary's team survive a lot of like big hits like that are potentially coming in from energy characters. Um, they're kind of like a stopgap to be like, if the evasion doesn't work, at least you can kind of absorb one big hit. Yeah, I mean, I've had a couple times where I've taken down, you know, a 30,000 or 28,000 power score team with a 20,000, you know, team led by Black Canary just because they can absorb those hits mm -hmm. if you do it just right. Yep, you have to be really technical with how you're going about it. Yeah, it's a little more precise. Yeah. Well, I'm not even just saying that just because I'm on the podcast, but these two reworks are some of my two favorites that you've ever done. Awesome. I've been having more fun with them. Black, or especially Batgirl, she's she's my favorite of the, the, the two, even though I really like both of them. And I find that Batgirl works really well, even on non-evading teams. I've been running all kinds of different comps. She seems to work on just about anything because that evasion lasts two turns with her leader. Yeah. Cool. What, what's your favorite team comp going on right now? It's kind of an odd one, but I've been running, and mainly it's because I just got John Stewart Green Lantern upgraded, mm. but I've been running John Stewart Green Lantern, or Batgirl Lee, John Stewart Green Lantern, Power Girl, and I swap out between Constantine and Swamp Thing, depending on who I'm facing. And that mm. actually works extremely well. I can take on just about anything with it. And it's not doesn't really have any unique synergies that seem to work real well together, but for whatever reason, it works. I mean, they're both, I mean, rather, all four of them are really good characters. They're Even just like the solid characters, started, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're super stoked that you enjoy these reworks. Um, let's, we definitely want to continue to hit this bar with the characters that we're reworking and tweaking. And always kind of looking at those characters in the uh, the game that need a little bit of love here and there. Um, and these two have been kind of waiting for a little while. We finally found the right plot, spot Yeah, for I mean, if anything, the only problem we ever have is, you know, we can't roll out all the characters at once. we gotta, oh, yeah. we got to sort of pace yeah. ourselves, right? We can only do so much in a month. And there's always, like, we've always got ideas for lots of characters. And it's, it's the same thing with all the new characters. I mean... We see all the same forum posts, people asking like, hey, what about this character? What about that character? And it's like totally on our radar. We want to get them. You just got to be patient because we can only roll out so many per month. Actually, well, what I liked about these two the most was that they have more unique, fun kits. They're not overpowered and they're not underpowered. They seem to be kind of at that just right state. That's, I know, hard to hit when you're designing. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, I, interesting. Uh, have you gotten a chance to check out uh, the slightly updated Superman? Yes, I have. He's um, he's one I wasn't. I mean, I liked the upgrades, and at first I wasn't that enthused, to be honest with you. But then over the last couple days, it seems like people have been finding teams that work. A guy in our alliance, Percy Lurcy, put together a Superman team that he can actually run auto against most teams. That's and awesome. I faced one yesterday that I could not beat for. It, it took me seven tries. Wow. Yeah, I think Superman suddenly, you know, I think I think we're celebrating Superman's 80th anniversary well with yep. just a couple of the small tweaks that we did because, I don't know, my PvP, I'm seeing a lot more Superman suddenly mm -hmm. in the last few days. Yeah, um, when we did his initial rework, he was our first reworked character ever, so we were kind of being a little bit, uh, I guess, trigger shy to a degree in terms of... A little bit more conservative. But we thought this, yeah. this month was definitely... Like the time to kind of, you know, take one more kind of look at him. We're not calling it a rework because it's not a rework. All we're doing is kind of taking the shackles off him a little bit. Um, 
technically there's a run of Superman Unchained, which is really good. So we unchained Superman. There you uh, go. There you go. There's your little DC pun for the day. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we really wanted to make sure we were celebrating Superman's 80th birthday um, with something that kind of let him shine a little bit more. And hey, speaking of Superman's 80th and celebrating that, it's a good it's a good segue to talk segue. about some of the PvP tournament stuff that's coming up. So uh, in April, we're going to launch a couple of new tournament types, try them out, see how people like them. One of them is going to be a 24-hour tournament, so you only have a day nice. to run hard and try and get those big prizes. Uh, and you can win like a pretty significant amount of essence gems uh, from participating in this tournament and getting up there on the leaderboard. And then we're also going to do a longer weekend-long tournament, uh, which we call the Siege, which you're, it's, you know, not quite the week-long regular PvP tournament, but yep. uh, still compressed, still like highly competitive. Kind of some nuancing in terms of the the amount of trophies you can earn from different kinds of battles and you know these sorts of things. But then the the big event for PvP is we're going to have a Superman themed PvP tournament. Ooh. So that Very will coincide cool. with the the anniversary of Action Comics number 1000. Wow. And you're going to be able to go in with like Superman themed characters. They will all get like bonuses. They get like speed and attack bonuses. So they're going to hit a little harder and a little faster. And in the tournament you can use Superman and you can win Superman fragments by participating in it. That's super cool. That is awesome. Yeah, so we had a, a couple of community members uh, get a first look at the multiple PvP that we had set up. Uh, Hate Mail was one of those people, so we wanted to see if he had any um, questions or feedback he kind of asked. One of the questions I had was, you mentioned the 24-hour blitz and the weekend siege. Is that going to be every weekend or every day for the 24-hour? How often do we expect to see those? We don't expect to do them every day. Uh, one of the things we're going to see is, you know, what is how much can people engage, right? Um, I think right now we're planning something more like every other week. We're going to try these, like, shorter-term tournaments. Uh, but, you know, right now, this is all under the heading of, like, we want to put out some stuff, try a few things, uh, try different sets of rules, um, different kinds of formats. I mean, part of the fun here is to be able to change things up a little bit. So we do plan to continue with the Blitz tournaments, the, like, 24-hour ones and the longer-term ones. We're also planning some stuff that's even uh, bigger scope. Uh, think about things like what would it be like to compete in a PvP tournament that lasted more than a week? that had like very big rewards for like a sustained engagement. So these are the kinds of things that are on our radar. And one of the things we want to do is hear from the community about like what things interest them uh, and what kinds of PvP tournaments they would be interested in seeing. Oh, that's really cool. And one of the other questions that we had that a lot of people were asking me and I wasn't exactly sure the answers on from my limited playtime was uh, you mentioned there's going to be different modes and I saw in some of them certain characters had health bonuses is that going to be just for a couple specific characters or all characters across the board or a combination of both? How is that going to work? What we want to do is create uh, kind of incentives for trying different kinds of team compositions. So the idea would be that, oh, if all of the, say, bleed characters get a little, do a little bit more damage with their bleeds, you're, you can kind of try and create like a bleed composition team that's going to be like powerful. But... That doesn't mean that you can't compete with other teams. There might be an answer to that that you know is going to be so good that it doesn't matter that the bleed is doing a little bit more damage. So we're we're trying to create different rules and different challenges for players to go in and see. Ah, can I build a team that takes advantage of this bonus 
or do I want to compete with the team that I have right now, which I think is pretty good, or do I want to create some third team that actually shuts down all the characters that have the advantage in some really definitive way that actually then ends up giving me an advantage? One other question that I had, we got to face off against four chemos and four of, you know, or three or four of a different character, and that was really fun. Is there any plans in any of these events to possibly open it up to where it lets you do multiple one character? Well, one of the things, you know, that obviously when it's PvP, right, we want you to be playing against other players um, and other players' teams. That's part of the fun. But we are trying to throw in a few Easter eggs where, you know, you might occasionally see a team that, uh, you know, is is unusual, like an all-chemo team, um, which is surprisingly difficult to defeat unless you can find just the right combination. I, I, it took me a while, but I figured out like the combination that would work where I could actually face that team and win against it, but boy, was it tricky. It, it took me off guard, and then the one that had Constantine as lead with three-team chemo was yeah. a lot more difficult than <laughs> it's, I it's disgustingly hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is this is why we generally don't let the players have like say multiple chemos because multiple chemos plus Constantine is is a bad combination. That's some bad medicine. Mm-hmm. You get more than enough debuffs out there. Constantine's <laughs> just lighting all the toxic waste on fire. It's fantastic. I love it. It was, it a lot was of literally fun. a toxic waste fire. Yeah, that's pretty it's amazing. Dumpster fire. That's what we should have named that team. <laughs> Dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> That we'll do that as an event. Dumpster fire. Toxic dumpster fire. Cool. Now, one other question that I had frequently in that um, I was asked not to share what I saw in there anyway. Is, have you made a decision on what the rewards are going to be for the two events, the Essence Gem and the Weekend Siege, or is that not ready to be revealed? Uh, the, the Blitz tournaments are going to go out with, um, you can basically win Essence Gems, um, and Siege initially is going to do that. We're going to try those, see how we everyone likes those. Um, we do want to do events that continue to award things like hero fragments um, and so the, you know different characters getting into the game. But we also want to give away things like legendary essence um, and some stuff like that that you know is also in demand in the game. So you know part of the goal with all of these different tournaments and the different formats of them is that you can go after different kinds of rewards. It's like, oh, do I want some character fragments, or maybe I need some gems, or maybe I need some legendary essence. You can then choose like which tournaments you want to focus on. We saw the standard PvP point spreads were a little different. Is that um, something that's going to be rolling out, or that'll be rolling out for those new tournaments? That you know, because of the different tournaments and when they have like different time frames and this sort of thing, we're trying to create different kinds of incentives for like how you go after it. Um, so yeah, the the new tournament types, it's going to have a little bit more flat structure, um, and you know you basically win a certain amount of points uh, for each victory, but then you don't lose points for defeats. So we're kind of getting you know we're trying to encourage you to just like play as furiously as you can, like go out, go for it. You know you see a hard team, just go for it. Um, you know maybe you can't win, but maybe you can. Um, so you know it's. That's a lot of just trying to change some of the gameplay experience. I mean, one of the things we discovered when we rolled out three-star victories is that we could change how people played um, and kind of encourage, you know, different kinds of teams um, and different strategies for people to go after those points. Do you go for a, a low point total with, like, say, Deathstroke and Revive characters, or do you want to keep your team entirely alive? Um, so we're trying to continue with that theme here with some of these new tournament types. I definitely want to thank so you know, one everyone. Thing. Oh, you got one more thing. Yeah. 
Uh, hey, Mel, I saw you post in the community center that it's your birthday, so I just want to say happy birthday. Yeah, it was about, it was a little over a week ago, but thank you. Hey, welcome. Cool. And with that, you know, I think, you know, that just about wraps up this podcast, number 11. So I want to thank everyone down, here. A thousand to go. We have a thousand to go. We want to thank you too, uh, Hate Mail, for being our first Skype call-in. And we appreciate you for being part of the community and for uh, taking the time to talk with us too. I appreciate you guys having me on and answering all the questions. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for asking them. All right, until next time, we're wrapping this one up. And we're out! <laughs>